Welcome to the Rant Podcast. Random ass new thoughts. I got my bro JB in the building with me tonight. What's good? What's good, everybody? How y'all doing this evening? I better yet, good morning, because by the time they'll get this, they'll be oh, at work. Yeah, that's right. They'll be that's at work right. uh, Wednesday morning. So good morning, y'all. Glad you made it to work. Live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Uh, we wanted to. Uh, one started the start the uh the full first full season of Rant Podcast and two kind of piggyback on some things that we saw on social media this week mm-hmm. and some things that came up on Kickback T V show, mm-hmm. which is uh available every Monday on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. And you can watch the taping of Kickback TV Sundays at seven on Facebook, um Facebook Live at Kickback T V show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there were a couple things that came out of the week that I wanted to discuss. Um one was uh, I got a lot of uh, flack on Facebook for my statements about feminists, and I like I uh, I forget the girl that said it, but um on that Real Housewives of Atlanta, uh, I said what I said and I meant it. Today I want to give you a little bit of clarity um, on why I said what I said because I think that's what was actually missing. Everybody doesn't um, I guess know. Uh, why I feel the way I feel about feminists or why JB feels the way he feels. We're going to discuss that. We're going to talk about what's going on with the NFL politically and actually some of the play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen some games. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll definitely talk about that. Mm-hmm. And Lil Wayne dropped the Carter Five. We started the show with a song with my boo, Ashanti. What up, Ashanti? Um, <laughs> But we're going to give you a little preview of that. Because um, we like to live with the album for at least a week before right. we give you an actual music review. Right, right. But um, we'll probably, We should probably talk about the whole album during the yeah, show this weekend yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's let's get right into it. Uh, yeah, Rant Podcast. Right Hashtag Rant Podcast. Um, why I Hate Feminists. Well, it's a long and, and uh, complicated story, but I'll, I'll, I'll kind of start it like this, and JB, just jump in mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you got anything you want to add as we're going down the timeline. Mm-hmm. The feminist movement that was started was never intended to benefit black women. It was intended to benefit white women in America. Um, the results of that feminist movement uh, displaced and I use the word displaced a lot of black men from the, the black family household. And um, the benefits seem to be more about white women getting uh, equal pay or better pay or better opportunities. And black women just kind of went along for the ride with no real benefit um, in my estimation. Um, so I didn't like the movement at all. I thought it, it uh, used our women to further, although white women use black women to further their own agenda. So I don't like that shit, period. Uh, what I've noticed going forward, uh, you know, fast forwarding, is that when this new feminism, feminist movement started, um, mixed up with the Me Too movement, I started noticing that black feminists were starting to speak very disparagingly about black men. And it started to feel like, I, I started making Facebook posts like, why do y'all hate us? And it started feeling like they're like, damn, black women hate us, nigga, like, God damn. And so it made me listen a little bit because I wanted to figure out where all this hatred was coming from and why they were speaking the way they were speaking about black men. And then I started noticing they were all using these catchphrases and these terms, you're mansplaining or 
you know, um, uh, you can't say it that we have to say it exactly the way I see it, see it. And you have to, and it started being very combative. And, and one thing that really struck a chord with me was when the article came out that said that, uh, straight black men were the white people of the black race. And I just took that, I mean, it is what it is. And it's not even all black men. It's just the straight black men. So that's a very specific attack. And to say that we were the white people of the black race was just, it, it was, it, to be honest, it was hyperbolic bullshit. We haven't enslaved anybody. We didn't take you from your native land. We didn't rob you of your religion, your culture, your values, your norms, your mores. That's not what happened. Now, there were men of all races that were taking advantage of the, the way that the society was set up. Um, there were men of all races that were probably doing things that, I mean, I don't want to say just inappropriate because that's not strong enough a word, that were violating women. Mm -hmm. There were men that were sexually abusing women. And I, and I don't mean rape. I mean, you know, just being too touchy-feely or being too disrespectful with comments. Um, having women, you know, sleeping with men to get better jobs. You know, we're guilty of all of those all things. But we are that. not. That still does not equate to being the white people <clears throat> of the black race. It doesn't race. even come close. It doesn't even come close, New. And you can look at, you can look at, I mean, going back to your rundown, because you said a lot there about feminism. But, um, you know, one of the things that jumps out at me is that the feminist movement came right alongside, you know, a, a concerted, uh, directed initiative by the federal government to marginalize black men in our society to like both of those things happened at the same time. If you mm -hmm. look at when the feminist movement began to rise in popularity and, and momentum, what was happening in our black streets? Black men were going to jail for everything, mm -hmm. for everything, you know? Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> you got this whole feminist empowerment going alongside, well, we're just going to put all the black men in jail. So there, there are no more black men. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's, yeah. just that, it's just that simple. Um, and what that brings me to is, again, your question. How can we be the white people? Um, how can we be the white men of our ethnicity, of our race, when we are the most oppressed gender group within our race. And this is an argument that I have with a lot of feminists because I ask them a simple question. Who is the most marginalized? Who is the most oppressed between black men and black women? I'll wait. <laughs> you know, exactly. and and the answer is a no-brainer. Feminists go go real quiet on that one. Um I'll say this um also new. I love Islam. You are my Muslim brother and I love you for that. <laughs> I love I love five percenters. I love Sunnis. I love Shias. I love all of them. I hate Islamic extremists. I hate them. Right. So I love women. I love women who are about empowering themselves and standing up for themselves. Frankly, I'm a supporter of the Me Too movement. As I, I, I hate Feminists. You see the parallel? Yes. There? You I, see it? I clearly. Clearly. <laughs> right. And I want to make that abundantly clear because that that's the category, that's the category that I put feminists in. They are overly militant, overly combative, and always looking for a jihad to fight when sometimes there isn't one. You know that's very well done, JB. Very well done. <laughs> I, I I yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it. 
And then, then they'll say, well, all feminists aren't extremists. So, so I guess we could say all Muslim extremists aren't extremists either. Like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think you worded that perfectly. And that's how I feel. Uh, I, I started calling women. Uh, my little cousin the other day was on my own Facebook. and said that she felt like she was somewhat a feminist. And I was like, well, why do you think that? And of course, we saying I hate feminists. And I'm like, whoa, I'm, I'm, I'm your cousin. And she was like, well, I'm all about empowering women and, and doing what I got to do for myself and not waiting for a handout from a man. And I was like, oh, you're a woman. You're an adult woman. That's yeah. not a feminist. Right. You're an adult woman. Thank I said, you're a womanist. Thank you. And that I'll support. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a womanist. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You're a womanist, JB. Mm-hmm. You got that a right. Feminist, no. Because feminists use terms like toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. It's either toxic behavior or not. Toxic masculinity implies that it's something toxic about being masculine. Yep. So you, what you want me to be solvent, be a bitch, you want me to be feminine? No, they don't. And that's the other fun part about this, too. <laughs> they absolutely do not. And that's that's part of this dichotomy that has everybody fucked up. Because nobody wants a weak nigga anywhere. Anywhere. Feminists don't even want that. You know? Right. They say they do, or they act like they do, but they don't. You know? So what the fuck are we really talking about in this situation? Come on, you know? Get your story straight, you know? They're confused. It's like they just got a little bit of power and they don't know what to do with it. And I know it's gonna sound like you know, um, what do you call it? Like I'm condescending, but I'm not really trying to be that way. I'm trying to explain what what I see going on. Right. And what I see going on is women who are feeling empowered. I compared it earlier um, with JB. I was saying it's like when you having a heated argument with a dude, just just one on one, and it, it gets heated, but it doesn't really get disrespectful. It just gets kind of heated. And then two or three of his boys show up and you by yourself. And now all of a sudden they're going to conversation, you a bitch, you a bitch ass nigga. It's like, we weren't even talking like that. Oh, your boy's here now. So now you want to go a little harder. And that's how I feel what feminists are doing with the, the advances they made with the Me Too movement. Now they want to go a little bit harder. They, they're actually were, I, I'll tell you what sparked this iteration of this conversation, um, Rant Podcast is when Bill Cosby got locked up, I said, you know, He's a piece of shit. You know, I grew up loving him, but fuck that. Glad he was arrested. Three years doesn't seem like enough. Now let's go after Trump and Kavanaugh. And a woman said to me, you cannot do that. I can't do what? You're not going to serve this moment. You're co-opting it by making it about race. Now I was like, well, it is about race because you, you, the enthusiasm behind arresting that black man isn't the same thing. Trump said he likes to grab women in the pussy and let him do it because of his power and his money. Um, he doesn't even have to ask. And we elected him president. So if he can admit to doing that on tape and still become president, that's a problem. And, and the people we need to get out of office or out of off the streets first, in my opinion, are the decision makers, which would be Kavanaugh and Trump. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, you're co-opting this. You're making it about race. And I'm like, well, look, ladies, and I say this to all of y'all ladies, you're black before you're a woman. You want to know how I know that? You want to know how I make that make sense? Your parents found out your mother was pregnant. The first thing you knew was that you could have a black baby. You didn't know if it was going to be a boy. You didn't know if it was going to be a girl. You knew it was going to be black. You are black well put. first. Well put. Well put. And I'm black first. And I look at things under that lens. Now, I'm not a woman at all, so I don't, I don't feel the need to partner with white women or, or be a feminist or be a part of that movement. 
because I'm, you know, I'm worried about something different. I worry about the bigger picture. I worry about the black family, not just the black women. So when I see uh, a black man guilty of a crime go to jail, that's good. He committed the crime. He should go to fuck the jail. But I'm also noticing that's another black man off the streets. What about these white people? Are we getting them off? Are we because they're killing people? The the ones in positions of power, the police officers are killing innocent black men. The uh, legislators are coming up with legislation that's hurting us, black men and black women and black children, the black race, the black family, which is my concern. So if I say I want to get Trump and Kavanaugh off the streets and get them arrested or at least tried for their crimes, how does that take away from the quote-unquote victory of having Bill Cosby arrested? Um, and, and that's what I think needs to be addressed there. That question needs to be answered. I was given an answer, well, some men say stuff like Bill Cosby shouldn't be in jail. He should be free if white other white men are free. I didn't say that, though. Yeah, yeah. And JB didn't say that. Yeah, you can't, so you you can't, can't make those comments. Yeah, you can't us. argue with us about something that we didn't say. Thank you. You have to be very specific to us. And I know it's hard for these feminists to do because everything's new for them. And they have a script. And in their script, if you say, I want Bill Cosby arrested, and I also want Trump and Kavanaugh arrested, they don't have a line for that. So they're fumbling through the pages, fumbling through the book, trying to figure out how to respond. So they hit you with the same old response. You want Bill Cosby to be free. I was told that the other day. And I was like, I said Bill Cosby is a piece of shit and should rot in jail, but I want Trump and Kavanaugh arrested as well. That means I want Bill Cosby free. It's it's simple English at this point. It's just reading and comprehension. Yeah, I um, you know, <clears throat> let me let me see if I can I can make my comments succinct. Um, ladies, you know, you'll have you'll have our, all the power that God and your own strength and will can give you, and you'll have my support. But the one thing that you will not have is me speaking your words out of my mouth. You, we're we're not we're we're never going to be in a position where you are going to frame my narrative. Um, number uh, well for two reasons for two reasons. Number one because I'm a grown adult, man or woman. I'm a grown adult, and you are not going to put words into my mouth. Whoever the fuck you are, whatever the fuck we're doing, or whatever the fuck we're talking about. Boom. Number, number one. Um, <clears throat> number number two. Um, if if both of us are saying the same fucking thing, if we're both using the same fucking script, aren't you losing the male perspective in the woman's empowerment movement? Aren't you aren't you losing now your true male ally? I can only think about this as a man would think about this, which means that I can only talk about it the the way a man would talk about it. If I talk about it the way you're talking about it, then I'm not saying anything. So there's no reason for me to be saying anything at all. Like, let us talk about this movement. Let us embrace this movement. Let us, let us internalize this movement in our way. And that will make us even stronger allies. Trying to frame our apology for us and getting mad at us when we don't say it the way you want us to say it is not going to work. Because that's going to create enemies instead of friends. Absolutely, JB. I'm, I'm going to clap it up for that. He does. And also attacking us, calling us the white people of the black race, uh, you know, referring to our dominant trait as, as masculine as being toxic. It, it, it's ridiculous. It's like saying black on black crime. 
Like, there's white-on-white white crime. We don't call it that. It's Chinese-on-Chinese crime. We don't call it that. You tend to attack, fight, rob, steal, from murder people who are in your proximity. Mm-hmm. You know, n- niggas on 7th Street didn't beef with niggas in fucking Waldorf. It's too far. You can't go that... If your beef is 50 minutes away, what the hell? That ain't a beef. <laughs> that ain't, that ain't, that ain't a beef. Yeah. <laughs> so you tend to beef, argue with those in, in within... That you interact with, right. within close proximity of you, um, and that's why black on black crime isn't real, because it's just crime, and that's why saying toxic masculinity isn't real. It's just toxic toxicity, and I think a lot of this feminist rhetoric is toxic. So I've, I've been using the term toxic femininity. Mm-hmm. You know, this whole feminist movement is toxic to me. Um, like the the girl who was throwing bleach on men's genitals oh, that is sitting on, on the yeah. train yeah. because they sprayed their legs too far according to what she deems is too far. And it's like that's what the feminist movement has become. They become a bunch of bullies. Because when you know you fuck up, like as men, we know we fucked up. So now we're kind of like, oops, now let's relearn some shit. Let's figure some shit out. Didn't know we was this bad because nobody told us. Now we know. And it's like, yeah, motherfucker, you bitch ass nigga. It's like, whoa. I know I fucked up. I know we fucked up. We're working to fix this shit. Well, fuck you, work faster and fix it this way. And it's like, ladies, chill. And, 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 and the guys that don't give a fuck at all, you're probably not going to reach them anyway. Especially talking to him like that. Mm-hmm. And then the guys that do get it, that are on your side, that are willing to ride, you're turning us away by attacking us. And then, you know, I've heard people say, well, you know, we got a right to attack you because we've been mistreated all this time. But I mean, what you, how do you think that's going to turn out? Not going to go well. It's not going to go. You know, I said on the show the other day, equality will not be gained that way. You don't have to knock me down to bring yourself up to my level. Now, true, we shouldn't have had you beneath us to begin with. However, you don't, you're not going to knock me down to get up to where I am. That's yeah. not going to work. Going back to the whole uh, black men being the white men of our culture, too. This whole, this whole, this whole male dominance. Straight black men. Yeah. This whole male dominance. This whole male, you know, uh, 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 hegemony is the word I used before. This, this whole thing, it, it, <coughs> it actually comes from Western white culture um, because if you look at if you look at the way societies were constructed and the way religions were constructed back in the motherland it was all about it was all about the parody of sexes you know mm-hmm. there there are white there there are there are tribe there are tribes there are there are places in West Africa where it is the females surname the females last name that gets passed on through lineage. Yeah. There are lots of matrilineal cultures there. We had to some- be the king, you had to marry the queen in yeah. a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this, this is this is this is something this is another this is another artifact of of white or Caucasian or Western European totalitarianism that mm-hmm. wasn't a part of us until mm-hmm. we got here. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So don't don't put it on us, you know, because we're suffering from the same things that you are. Let's work together and move forward. And yeah. you know what's crazy? If you say that, they'll say, no, we're not talking about what you went through. We're talking about what we went through. We're talking about your stuff another day. And I'll just be like, come on, ladies. Like, come on, come on. And, and that's toxic behavior to me, for you to respond that way, for you to have that much animus. Just, it's just like, chill. 
You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's, it's too much. And nobody wants to be constantly attacked. And it feels like feminists, I, I said on the show the other day, I made a joke, play on the Kanye term, Kanye uh, thing, where he was with Mike Myers talking about George Bush. And I was like, I don't think black women care about black people. And it's starting to feel that way. Because, and, and they're all... Cause I yeah, know I plenty of women yeah. who are listening like, nigga, I'm listening to your podcast. You know I know you. Fuck you talking about. I'm not talking about you, of course. I'm talking about feminists. Black feminists. It's starting to feel like black feminists don't love black people. They love women. Whether it be black, white, they, they, their main interest is protection of women, not protection of the black family. And that's where we, we, we will separate. Because... If your goal is just protecting women of any race, and my goal is protecting our black family, then we're on a line. Yeah, yeah. We 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 were doing two different things here. Yeah, and by the way, and by by the way, uh, my 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 ladies, um, you ask ask the average white woman that you meet what's more important to her her fam her family or her fellow women. I, just ask a simple question, and I know what the answer will be every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Why isn't, why isn't your answer the same? Why aren't your priorities the same? That's a big question and that's the real question. Again, I point out that it wasn't just white men who voted for Donald Trump. It was also white women and they thought that they were preserving the American family. So what are you guys doing to preserve the black family? Boom. I'm, I'm gonna let y'all think about that for a minute. I'm gonna give y'all like five seconds. <laughs> I want to think about it. What are you, why isn't your priority preserving the black family over women's rights in general? You know what I mean? Like, you know, I wanted to explain why I had so much venom. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people that were very, you know, shocked. Oh my God, I can't believe you're talking like this. Oh my God, you said that. It sounds so ugly and so harsh. Well, if you call me the white people of the black race, that's harsh and that's ugly. Yeah. And it's going to be met with the same. Oh, yeah. So oh, you yeah. can't, you know, and you can't do that and then expect us to just lay down and shut the fuck up, which is what women really want. I've noticed women just want to beat, these new feminists want to beat you down into submission and have you apologize for every atrocity that ever happened. It's not going to happen. Y'all are wasting your breath. You're wasting your time. You're no. alienating allies. You're pissing niggas off. That's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. I I, I really said to uh, to one of them, JB, um, Kavanaugh, if he gets elected to the Supreme Court and Trump remains in office, they're going to make legislation that hurts women. Like, yeah. they're not going to do much more to hurt black men because there ain't much more they can do. Right. But, you right. know, Roe v. Wade, a lot of these things can get overturned. And that's what I'm talking about fighting against. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on Trump and Kavanaugh. Yeah, and they say, right. no, you're trying to call out the move. We got to celebrate Bill Cosby first. So you would rather celebrate Bill Cosby being arrested than turn your attention to a bigger issue. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's what you just said. Especially considering that the issue is going on right now. Right. The Kavanaugh shit is happening right now. And Bill Cosby's already in jail. Bill Cosby already happened. So what, what the fuck are we talking about? That's, exactly. that's like celebrating That's like celebrating you were offered a job without going to work. Does that make any sense <laughs> to anybody? Yay, let's have a party. I got a job. Well, nigga, don't you got to go to work right. tomorrow? Well, no, no, fuck that. Nah, I got the job. What are you talking about? You talking about what needs to happen next? 
we need to celebrate what happened now. Yeah, you went on an interview and got an email. Yay. But right. how about how about going and getting that money? How about, exactly. how about that? Exactly. Ladies, exactly. how about we go and get this? <laughs> Perfectly said. And, and to be fair, I asked uh, one of my chief rivals in this to come on the show tonight. She couldn't um, tonight. Um, but I wanted to give her an opportunity to share her side and to try to... Uh, Cause I hate to, I don't want to speak for her, and I know that me, my, me explaining it, the way I interpreted it could leave out certain key facts that she thinks is important, and I didn't want to do that, so I didn't really go into detail about our particular argument. I more or less tried to say why I hate feminists. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you don't want to, you know, yeah, give give folks a chance to defend themselves. Right. So my so my commentary tonight has been more in general. Uh, based on what feminists have said to me and the things that have set me off and the things that had me acting the ass on Facebook. Um, what I would like to do now, like we talked about, you know, Lil Wayne's new CD, The Carter mm-hmm. Five dropped. Mm-hmm. I want to get into another one of his tracks. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do um, it. This is him and Kendrick Lamar. And this song is, this song is gangster. Like, it's a story. It's a story. Just listen to all of the lyrics, the entire story. When we come back, we'll get into sports, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and then we'll get you guys up out of here. So enjoy this song. It's called Mona Lisa, and it features Kendrick Lamar, Lil Wayne and Kendrick Lamar on Ramp Podcast. Boom. And that was Lil Wayne featuring Kendrick Lamar, Mona Lisa, one of the best stories Um you want to hear the full tracks, make sure you uh, go to your iTunes or your Spotify. And while you're there, make sure you follow Rant Podcast and Kickback TV Show Podcast. Um, and we have a few more podcasts coming down the pike. I'm really trying to build this podcast network. So make sure you uh, and uh, follow us on social media at Kickback TV Show, at Rant Podcast, Instagram, and all that good stuff. Now let's talk about sports. But before we get into the details of sports, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk to you guys about the NFL boycott and the fact that we obviously, us two, obviously aren't boycotting anymore. Um, so we all know what happened with Kaepernick taking a knee, how the president hijacked that issue and made it about the military, how Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed were being blackballed, the whole collusion case is going down. And we know that Eric Reed hadn't been signed. Mm-hmm. Now, we know uh, Colin Kaepernick just did a big deal with Nike or re- re-upped his deal with Nike. Right. Um, got a lot more money. Going to get a lot more uh, advertisement. He was the face of their 20th anniversary of the Just Do It mm-hmm. campaign. So he seems to be doing well. Yes. He seems to be making some money. He seems to be out here writing a book mm-hmm. and still doing this philanthropic work and work in the, in the cities with Nugget Rights campaign. Eric Reed. Was a nigga without a job. Yeah. A pro bowler without a job. And the Carolina Panthers fixed that. Mm-hmm. They signed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's in the NFL again. And I'm happy about that. Indeed. Indeed. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the NFL is, is, making, is making some of the right moves. Um, and that's why I decided to watch again. New, um, it, seem, it seems like things are turning in the correct direction. I won't say completely right, but the correct 
uh, direction. Um, so that for me was an indicator. Um, Cap isn't coming back to the NFL in all likelihood. So that yeah, kind of you sue yeah your boss. You're probably not going back to yeah. that job. Yeah. So it you know it's it's over. So so standing on that stump, you know, uh, you know, standing on that soapbox didn't really make any sense anymore. And like I said, things are starting to turn around in the NFL. Um, one of the things I really like is they actually they got an all female broadcasting crew now. Mm-hmm. They got they got two they got two women in the booth <clears throat> calling games now. And and for me, that's that's huge. You know, it's uh, Andrea Kenner and Hannah Storm. You know, these are two ladies who have been involved with football for decades at this point. Think about yeah. Hannah Storm. You know, like, yeah. like decades. Yeah. Like, inside stuff with the Marvel Shaw. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Basketball, too. Right, right. Yeah. Um, you know, so these are not... These are not just pretty faces up there mm-hmm. in in the booth calling the games. You know, yeah. Andrea Kennedy yeah. describes herself as an X's and O's geek. You know, so um, you know, I did that kind of stuff. Again, going back to the Me Too movement, I'm all for it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Who was the Who was the one who broke the story about the all about the all female broadcasting crew? Uh, on kickback TV. That was you? Exactly, exactly. Um, so, you know, these are the things that kind of brought me back to the NFL. Now, I'm not a fan like I used to be. I'm not watching every game. I'm not checking out the broadcast with the commentary, the, the pregame and the postgame. I ain't doing all of that shit. I'm watching the game when I'm sitting around drinking and chilling with my friends, relaxing. We cut the game off at halftime and play Madden. Yeah, you know, it ain't yeah. what it used to be. Right. But but we are we are back with the NFL now. Yeah, um my decision was a little bit different. Um mm-hmm. I just I really, really like football and I didn't watch it because I felt disrespected by the NFL. And then I watched them donate, you know, which I think like $76 million, which is nothing to sneeze at. But compared to the money they had, it wasn't like they hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. Going towards uh, education, mm-hmm. um, the, the kind of know your rights kind of thing, and towards helping um, black people that were arrested unjustly. And towards giving donating money to the families of the people who had black a black person killed unjustly, so they put up some money, and I don't want to give them too much credit because, like I said, they didn't break the bank, but seventy six million dollars is still a good amount of money. So I saw that, and they gave it to the black players. They had that little alliance of we're not gonna be we're gonna take a knee, fuck you. They gave them the money, then they tried to implement a rule where you had to stand. They just said, fuck that, took that rule away. You can do whatever you mm-hmm, want. Mm-hmm. And I started going, okay, they, they, they're starting to kind of get it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I was starting to miss football. Football was a, was a big thing to me. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed football. Football, being a Cowboy fan, was something that me and my mother shared. And for those that don't know, my mother passed when I was a kid. But um, I get some of my extra bravado and love for the Cowboys because my mother introduced me to the Cowboys. So it was like, that was the thing that I shared with my mother. And it's like, I'm boycotting, not watching it because I want to support Cap. And I don't like what they said. But it was just, it was, it was a count. It was just a lot of conflicting shit. And with the direction of everything, I feel like I made the, the best decision. Mm-hmm. However, I made my decision before a lot of this shit happened. Just mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Keep it 100. Oh, no. I remember when we had the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I, remember, yeah. I remember asking you the question, what's more important to you? 
you know, this bullshit the NFL is doing or the memory of your mother. And you were like, well, damn. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it wasn't close. Right. So I'm not a super fan. I'm not watching like I used to. Right. But I'm doing way more than I did. Like, I didn't do anything last year. Right, right. Um, I'm playing Madden, mm-hmm. uh, doing fantasy, and I'm watching games. You know what I'm saying? I'm, so I'm just... I'm 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 enjoying the sport because there's still black people playing, there's still black people getting paid, there's still black announcers, still black commentators, still black head coaches, still black players and cheerleaders, and black stadium workers. Like it, it's tough, and I, I used to be an anti boycott because I refused to inconvenience myself. I'm like, why would I inconvenience myself? I used to say that shit all the time, and that's why I came up with the black little boycott. But I'm not boycotting shit. But I will take extra money and give it to black people, mm-hmm. and that'll be and doing whatever you know, whatever things they do, businesses. That's what I'll do, right? Because I'm not a boycotter, right? It's not me, right? But that NFL shit pissed me off so bad. It wasn't about boycotting it. It was I was so angry I couldn't watch it. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not that angry anymore. There it is. There you know, it is. That's, that's probably that's, that's probably the best way to put it. Probably the best way to put it. And since we are watching, <laughs> since mm-hmm. we are following yeah. at this point, you know, it's kind of hard to talk about this kind of stuff on a kickback TV show because, you know, the ladies don't exactly follow football the right. way that right. I do it, especially now, you mm-hmm. know, with all the with all the bullshit going on. Um, so let's 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 get into a couple of things, man. Um, I want to get into uh, just to start it off. With my mm-hmm. Cowboys. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, rough couple, first couple games of the season. Mm-hmm. Dak was playing very pedestrian. Mm-hmm. Like he couldn't throw the ball downfield. We got rid of Jason Witten. Uh, he, he retired. We cut Diz. The receivers we brought in weren't doing anything. And it started to look really bad really quick. Mm-hmm. And um, then it started passing to, to Zeke more out of the backfield, um, which was giving us a slightly different dimension. Slightly different look, and it was it was helping. Last week was the first time Zeke lined up in the slot as a receiver. He got the speed. Yeah, giving him that Le'Veon Bell look, that Todd Gurley look, mm-hmm. and he caught the, the the on the drive to win the game. He caught a ball that traveled thirty yards in the air over his shoulder, like a damn wide, like looking like Jerry Rice some damn body, and it was just like man, like if Zeke can catch passes like a fucking receiver. And he's leading the league in rushing. I mean, and our defense is playing amazing. Our defense is beyond, it's not good. Our defense is great right now. And we're still missing two of our better defenders. Right. When they come back in another two weeks, well, no, David Irving will be back this week, I think. If Sean Lee is injured, he'll be back in a couple weeks. But if the defense is playing that well now, um, if we can do ball control, run and pound the ball, and just get enough passing. Just enough to to keep defenses honest. I think we'll be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. I'm still mm-hmm. not sold. I got to see more from the passing game before I'm, I start talking Super Bowl or all that. Right. But I think that we can make the playoffs mm-hmm. with what we have. We're two and two now, and I, I I think that we'll be able to kind of maneuver how we need to. We played the Texans this week, and the Texans don't look good. So we can you know start making some separation because the NFC East is all jumbled. Right. I think the Redskins lead it with, at two and one. That's correct. The Cowboys are two and two. I think the Eagles are two and two, and the Giants are what? One and three. Well, see, yeah. 
Yeah, it's 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 all knotted up in the NFC East as we expect from the, in my opinion, the the best division in football or the tightest and the most competitive division in football. Um, yeah. The Redskins, like you said, are doing pretty good. They had a bye last week, so they're two and one now, like you said. But they had a hell of a day offensively uh, last week, you know. And right now, I can't I can't believe I'm seeing this, but we're we're somewhere we're somewhere in the top five on defense in the league right now. Hmm. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Um, so the Redskins are doing well. We got a little, we got a little one-two punch in the backfield now with AP and Chris Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that I think they need to do a better job of better utilizing AP. Like we've said repeatedly when we played Madden, AP ain't AP no more. Yeah. A- yeah. AP, in my opinion, is a short down distance first down back. And then you go with your speed, which is Chris Thompson, to really make. Is he still place. playing, or is he hurt, Chris Thompson? <clears throat> uh, I think, I he's, think hurt. he's hurt. He's hurt. He's hurt. Yeah, uh, so now. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I have anybody else to really spill AP right now. Well, yeah, um, that's gonna that's gonna be the case until we get a. Uh, uh, no, they just signed uh, Mac Brown back actually to the, okay. to the practice squad. So we'll see what they do with him. They might use him to spell AP. <coughs> But yeah, it's been it's been interesting this year. Um, there, you know, Patrick Mahomes is blowing up yeah, everything, ridiculously. Yeah. everything in the NFL right now. That fourth quarter yeah, comeback. What is he? Yeah, is that's he a good black, white? I don't know what he is. I don't know either. He wanted he wanted them mutts. He yeah, liked my kids. I, he's something, <laughs> you don't don't know what he is. I'm like, that, that nigga, that's a nigga. I'm like, nah, nah. Standing in there looking like Kel. <laughs> any of y'all see any pictures of my son? Yes, my son has blonde hair and hazel eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my little nigga, though. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> but he's doing extremely well. Um, something, something like uh, what is it? Uh, I think he came just short of uh, breaking the the early season record for touchdown passes, which was sixteen, set by Brett Favre. I think he's got a total of fifteen now. I believe he had two last week, and he had a brilliant fourth quarter comeback yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, yesterday, well, two days ago, yeah, they'll hit this Wednesday morning. Um, right, right. Yeah. Brilliant fourth quarter comeback. Um, so the Chiefs are hot as hell right now. Um, we were talking a little earlier off the air, though, New, and I agree with you. I don't think it's going to last, though. That defense is an uh, Andy Reid defense. Yeah. It's, it's suspect. The defense had been. JB, we was watching the game. JB was sitting there cussing on the players for not tackling. <laughs> oh, my like oh, my but, God. Oh, my God. It was bad. It was it bad. It was horrible. The real team. <laughs> they two. Undefeated teams, mm-hmm. the Chiefs and the Rams. The Rams are the real deal, though. I agree. I don't see anybody in NFC as of right now beating the Rams. Um, I think inexperience is the only reason they lost last year. Mm-hmm. You can never discount Philly. They just got Carson Wentz back. They're you know they're the, the champions, so you always got to put them up there. But I would say it looks like a, a two man race between uh, the Rams and the Eagles in the NFC. Mm-hmm. And the Rams offense, defense, special teams, wide receiver, Across quarterback, running back, fullback, coach, 
across. Cheerleaders look good. <laughs> they, got, man, they got everything. Yeah, yeah, they do. I was Except say, experience. Well, and I was going to say between the Rams and the Eagles, I'm probably picking the Rams most days because, in my opinion, they have a better defense. In my opinion, they actually have a much, much better defense. Yeah, I think the Rams uh, have the second best defense in the league next to the Jaguars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Switching over to the AFC, segueing mm-hmm, over. Mm-hmm. The Jaguars my favorite in the AFC. Yeah, um, yeah, right now they got to be. Uh, I know that the Chiefs are undefeated. I also know that I don't have faith in their defense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in Blake Bortles either. Right. Um, but once Leonard Fournette gets back for the Jags, they're a real running threat. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be more of a – Reminiscent of that Baltimore Ravens team that had Shannon Sharp and Trent Dilfer was the quarterback. Yeah. Because I, I think they'll be more reminiscent of that, and I think that will give them an advantage because Blake Bortles has his games. And he's a good game manager. He can yeah. manage a game. And then sometimes he'll air it out. He doesn't know what you're going to get, but I think he can do that enough that I think they can be competitive. Mm-hmm. You can never sleep on Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dolphins were 3-0 and until uh, Tom Brady and team went in town. And uh, beat them. Yeah, I think the that's Patriots, their first win this year, though. This past no, no, it's past second win. It's past second win. This second win. Okay, okay. So they're two and two. That was the Dolphins' first loss. Yeah, okay. They're three and one. I don't believe in the Dolphins. I don't give a fuck if they're three and one. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in them. Yeah. I'm just not. I just don't. It's not. No, 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 no. <laughs> the Steelers. The Steelers look all over the place. I don't. Oh, I, don't I don't believe in them. They're a hot mess this year. Yeah. Man. Tampa Bay looked really good uh, with Fitzpatrick the first three weeks. He was breaking records. Until Fitzpatrick. Until turned he turned in. back into Shitzpatrick. Don't talk about my classmate like that, man. <laughs> Come on. Fitzpatrick is a Harvard alum. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. remember we were all so excited when that fool got into the league. Oh, my God, he's going to do great. And he did great things for about a season and a half. Yeah, he's good for three games a season to really show you he's great. And with the other 13 games, so Jameis Winston is starting again in Tampa Mm -hmm, Bay. mm -hmm. I don't really believe in them. No. Um, I really do like Cleveland, but I don't believe they're going to do much. I think that they'll be six, seven, eight wins. And and that's a team that won one game over two years. Yes. So that's a huge improvement. Yes. Um, I like what I'm seeing there as far as their improvement, but I don't mm-hmm. see them being a threat. Yeah, they're the in a Ravens, really tough division, too. Yeah, with the Steelers and the Ravens and the Bengals. Mm-hmm. The Bengals look really good, mm-hmm. and the Ravens look really good. Yes, they do. But yeah. I'm not ready to believe in either one of them. I'm just not. Yeah, the Bengals, the Bengals in my opinion, still have offensive line trouble, um, and I think that's going to hurt them in the playoffs. So when I think about teams, I think about – I think about the key components to a good playoff team. You know, um, offensive line, number one, quarterback, number two, defense, number three, running back, number four, and then all of the other intangibles. So if you're missing one of those key things, for me, you're probably not going to do much in the playoffs. Would you agree with that? Um, yeah, but most teams don't have all of those things. Most teams don't go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, kind of. And now I'm starting to believe in having a receiver. We got to get it up there because I've seen the Cowboys with no receivers lost. That is that is a good that is a good point. That is a good point. um, 
Well, I mean, yeah, and what you mean by receiver is you mean pass catcher, be they tight end or wide receiver, because yeah, teams have yeah, won, yeah, the super, yeah. won the Super Bowl with a brilliant tight end. Uh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's so, fair. Um, the lead looks wide open right now. It does. I do think that the Rams have separated themselves from every other team in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a second tier. Um, and I would throw Philly in there because they're the defending champions. I would throw Tom Brady and the Patriots in there, mm-hmm. even though their record doesn't say it. Mm-hmm. It's still Tom Brady and the Patriots and Bill mm-hmm. Belichick. Mm-hmm. I would uh, throw the Jacksonville Jaguars in there. Minnesota probably um, in that second tier too. I would. Their defense has gotten too bad for me. Really? Yeah, I would. They, they're third tier, and I don't really believe in Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. So Minnesota, I'm kind of eh. And their star running back just came back from injury. We'll see how it all comes back together towards the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm leaving them out of it. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. In Kansas City, I would put them in that third tier, too. Really? I like them. But I put them, yeah, I put them beneath uh, uh, the Eagles. I put them beneath um, Jacksonville Jaguars. I put them beneath the Patriots. I think those are the three teams in that second tier. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the Patriots' defense has struggled this year, too, which is also interesting yeah. to see. They struggled all last year. Um, I'm just the, It's just hard to, to not believe in the Patriots. The Patriots are going to have to go 5-11 and 11 and miss the playoffs before I count them off. Yeah, I mean, we used to we used to joke around in Boston when I lived there and say Belichick made a deal with the devil, and so far that shit is working out for him because yeah. the yeah. Patriots have gone to the Super Bowl in the past on some amazing shit, amazing shit, and you're like, that shit is amazing. How did they do that? Well, it's the third year in a row that they did that. So, um. right, right. <laughs> The Atlanta game when they beat right. the Falcons in the Super Bowl, that right. shit was fucking amazing. Atlanta was up twenty three points. Mm-hmm. How do you give up a twenty three point lead in the Super Bowl in the second half? <laughs> Whew. So uh, yeah, needless yeah. to say, uh, we're excited about it. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. be watching. The yeah, NBA preseason is starting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the mm-hmm. NBA is going to be going and. Mm-hmm. I'm digging it, so I'm looking forward to talking about sports and the yeah, in yeah. LA, mm-hmm. the Wizards, um, Boston with Kyrie, uh, going to state, picked up Demarcus Cousins, yep, yep. Uh, Houston picked up Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to talking about all of that in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. But um, this has been uh, the the I guess the first official episode of Man Podcast because we teased a couple of episodes mm-hmm. and we've been kind of. Kicking around the idea and yeah. doing specials, mm-hmm. but this is the the I guess the start of the first real season. Mm-hmm. So um, most of you guys to tune in. Uh, it'll be available on iTunes and Spotify every Wednesday morning, and uh, we try to mix in a little bit of music too. So you get us talking about you know the two or three biggest topics of the week mm-hmm. um, in sports and mm-hmm. in I guess the real world. Yeah, put it that way. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's a rant. It's random ass new thoughts. This crazy shit I come up with, and I bring my buddies and my friends here to help me discuss it. So, tune in to Kickback TV, tune into the Rant Podcast. We will see you when we see you. Any uh, last words, JB? Yeah, <clears throat> don't forget y'all. Sunday Sundays at seven. Check us out on Facebook. Tune in. Now that is, you talk about a fun time. You talk about yeah. a kickback that turns into a turn up. That joke. Yeah. That joke. Yeah. 
Um, right now, right now we're running a streak. Somebody has spilled a drink consecutively in the last two shows because we've been so turned up. We'll see. We'll see what, what happens. happens next week. Yeah, we'll see what happens man. next week. But yeah, we've been having a lot of fun. It's 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 a little party, man. You should come party with us on Sunday. Yeah, man. Follow us at Rant Podcast on Instagram or follow us at Kickback TV Show on the gram. And uh, we out, man. Uno, we out. Peace.